Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the very, very first episode ever of Thunder and Spark. I'm Dusty Thunder, this is Candy Thunder, and this is Tony Spark. I'm basically just here as their podcast fluffer at this point to get them started. <laughs> it's um, the very first, and it could be the last. We don't. We don't <laughs> you don't. We, nobody knows what's going to happen here. Uh, My chair is rolling downhill. I need breaks. Clearly, clearly everything We're is very stable and very well put together at this point. Uh, you will see a lot of evolution with this show specifically. So uh, so just don't pay attention to any of the setup stuff that we have going on right now. This is all very temporary. Uh, even the fact that I'm here is going to change. So um, this <laughs> this is going to be different than what you're used to seeing from the Dusty Thunder side of things. So I'm really interested to see. Uh, what you guys do here, and this this is all them. Me too. This is, this <laughs> We're is all, all just along for the ride at this point, to be honest. <laughs> We're this, both like, what are we doing next, Dusty? <laughs> what are we doing next, Dusty? I, I've never even seen this document that uh, is the outline here before. <laughs> That's so. funny because I posted it on mm, Instagram wow. and you accepted the collab. Mm. You posted a redacted version, like a photo of it. Yeah, well, it was redacted. It was redacted. I didn't want people to know the story. valuable information. <laughs> Shows how much you should pay attention to on Instagram. <laughs> I, I, had, I, I did accept the collab on it, but I looked at the document and it was redacted. I even zoomed in on it. I'm like, okay. See, that's what you're afraid of. Well, then you have, have the seen it. You, you just haven't known. seen the full. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We, we gang up on Dustin. <laughs> you can clearly see what he has to deal with on a daily basis. <laughs> Which brings us to, to outline point one here. <laughs> How we got here and uh, and what Candy Thunder and Tony Spark do behind the scenes for Dusty Thunder. So take it away. Tony? <laughs> uh, well, I um, read and go through a lot of the follower submissions. Tony for, reads. I read um, a lot of them. I read all of them. So for those of you who um, think that they don't get seen, they do. Um, so yes, it's, it's my fault if they don't make it on there. So I'm sorry. He reads all your tea. Yeah, all of it. And there's a lot. There's a lot. And uh, yeah, so I help out with that and help pick the stories for the live. Um, help with uh, packing up and sending out sticker orders. Um, Don't sell yourself yeah. yourself short here. Tony is also heavily involved in the overall strategy of the Dusty Thunder content. Yes. Um, and specifically the lives, like how we do the lives, the evolution of the lives. He's really involved with that too. And as you saw from the, um, the last live that we did gets pulled on camera sometimes yeah. in an impromptu fashion. Yeah. Thanks. For Truly that. wouldn't be that possible without, without Tony it really wouldn't. Well, I do what I can. I mean, he's okay. You are the spark to our thunder. You know, Hey, Hey, <laughs> like I need to move. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, now candy thunder. Yes. Explain your involvement. Okay. So while Tony does the stories for the live, I do the stories that we use as posts or the compilations. Um, and I will say that finding those stories and Tony and I both agree on this really, really sucks our soul because <laughs> it's hard to go and read a bunch of AITAs because it's really just a bunch of people that have issues and problems. And while we enjoy giving feedback and reading those, it's hard to find stories that without going down. And, a and as many of them that are, you know, have the funny part of them and like the what moments, there's a lot of them that are really kind of sad and like right. really do feel bad for that person and what, their situation. Um, so yeah, sometimes, sometimes you have to take a break from reading them after a while because and yeah, they can get heavy sometimes. 
we have topics that and Tony and I, Tony and I have agreed on and Dustin has absolutely like <laughs> no no way no how this is not going I'm not going to read stories about these certain topics um and Tony and I have our own list of topics that we don't like to touch um just because they're volatile and you never know it's it can split your audience or it's just really sad and some yeah. stories are just too spicy some stories yeah. are some stories are thunder after dark, thunder after dark. Yeah. stories but <laughs> yeah they're the most some of those are the ones that get read in the office and and uh yeah and, and there are reactions like this for everyone <laughs> so i said buzz buzz yeah most of the most of the time people know when i'm reading stories because they'll just hear from my desk what <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so oh, that all finished what I do. Oh yeah, she's really oh, the brains behind. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I am. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she is not to tutor um, one, but she is. And I know we've said this before, but um, somebody had asked again on the live yesterday, um, and Ava was the one who originally found AITA stories on TikTok, um, and loved listening to them, and got me listening to them, and then we said, "Hey, Dustin could do this," and so we we put that together and. You guys can go listen to that on other podcasts. But um, so I post daily on TikTok. Dustin handles YouTube and Spotify. Um, and normally when you're engaging with Dusty Thunder on TikTok, it's actually me. Spill that tea. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time. I do respond quite a bit. Um, he does. He jumps in uh, once or twice a day, but it's throughout the day. It's it's normally me. Some of those posts get a lot of comments yeah. and it takes it's, it's it's hard a lot to, to keep up with. Yes. Very hard to keep up with. Well, and I find myself being less and less able to engage with comments nowadays. Um, I do try to um, like all of our VIPs, um, like subscribers on TikTok. Um, I love that those get bumped to the top because- yeah. We want to make sure that they feel seen and heard and not to like say that we don't interact with other comments, but I do love the fact that they're showing up for us and we want to show up for them by making sure that they like we see their stuff and we see their their comments and appreciate them interacting. And those members of the storm will go to battle too. Yeah. Yep. I love they're, that. Uh, they'll yep. go to battle. And they're really good at supporting everybody too. You know, yes. they're really good at offering support to other people like in the comments who have shared a story similar to that and you know ways to help them which has really been neat it's been neat to see on the uh on the dusty thunder subreddit too is that people yes. chiming in there and be, you know trying to actually help people through a situation which is good instead of just what a lot of online commenting is is just bickering back and forth which right. we don't see right. a lot of thankfully it happens um you know every right. now and then it you happens. gotta hit that delete and, and block every now and then but yeah we have blocked a few accounts um not that many i don't think not not too many to know but a couple people have been just because they were trolls and I, we don't want that go troll somewhere else yeah, there's exactly. plenty of accounts on tiktok <laughs> um we don't really see that much see it that much on youtube but no tiktok it's hard it's hard to get to that point too it's hard to get to the the level of troll where you're gonna get blocked but um but if you cross mama yeah yeah like, i will say i mean yeah. i i can take a lot of crap about me personally like i don't think that it would affect me that much maybe maybe not um, but when you talk about Dustin or Tony or really just anyone in our office or my kids, family, like mama bear comes I get out pissed. and yeah. I get really angry <laughs> and it was a hard, it was, that was hard for me to, now I'm just, I'm more calm about it, but there are some things that, that piss me off. Well, I think we realize more now that, uh, we don't, we don't take it as personally now when people who are trolling say shit because they're clearly just trolling. 
and it's not. They're internet people. Right. It's internet not, people aren't real. Right. It's not a reflection on on us at all. Um, but there's a there's a learning curve, and I think for any yeah. content creator like that, not to take it personally, I mean that's that's some hard shit. Let's be real. The first negative comment about this podcast, and we're probably done. Yeah, <laughs> Tony and I'll just claim up, and we're. You know over. what? That's it. Fine. <laughs> they hate us. It's all over. <laughs> But, but I, Candy's really the one who keeps the uh, wheels rolling on the bus. This is true. Brains behind the operation. Wait, granny's gaggle. <laughs> granny's gaggle. <laughs> and in the grand scheme oh, of things, you know, these so. two are the brains behind the operation. And um, I'm just the monkey that gets That's, in front of the camera and dances. And, uh, but you're such a good dancer. <laughs> you really are. Apparently. Um, but, you know, it's the time commitment behind the scenes. It's massive. And it takes so much work behind the scenes to keep this bus moving. And these two are, are really the ones that, that put in the majority of that work. So um, I am eternally grateful for both of you. And I'm very excited to see you both in front of the camera now and doing this kind of thing, uh, because I think you're both going to be great at it. You're already immersed in the content. You're already immersed in the feedback. So it's just simply now a matter of putting a camera in front of you for it. So. Uh, and I know you're going to get into different kinds of content here, which is great. So uh, all of the be... things that you love too, this type of content, <laughs> yeah. you just love. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's great. Um, so uh, that brings us to uh, why are we doing this? We have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I wrote, I wrote <laughs> as a, as a number, she a wrote, little I under a, why wrote, are we doing, this? why are we doing this? Like, no, really. Why? Okay. So I thought, yeah, I thought that was a point for like, you had an idea for an answer. No, that was to really like, <laughs> for two people who are much more comfortable being behind the scenes yeah. and, and, and helping you be the one on camera. For some reason, we thought it was a good idea for us to do it. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully people like it or we're going to find out real quick because it is the internet and uh, I think they'll let us know, but. Well, look what? at the the grand strategy of things and, you know, we've talked about branching out the kind of content that we do and this is definitely a step in that direction and also look at how familiar um, our, our base is with the two of you. They, they already are, are comfortable with you guys. They already love you. They already are used to hearing your names and seeing you. So um, it's it's not a big leap to do this. It, it makes sense to progress in this direction. And, you know, we said that coming into 23, we were going to run hard at growing this whole thing and making it something different and special. And this is one of the ways that we can grow. So I think it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. So you've got some stories to start off with, yes. right? And I'm giving the people what they want. I found a cake story that is not an AITA story. And we're going to have Dustin read it for us. So we are. Who's we are Dustin? Giving, I said, did I say Dustin? He said Dustin. That's hard. It really yeah. is. That's what I was telling her when I did the podcast with Dusty that I kept saying Dustin and Candace and it was not. Yeah. And they're like, who is that? I was like, yeah. <laughs> so it's that? probably going to happen. It's probably, there'll probably be, it won't be the first or the last slip up. I'm sure. You've, you've called me Dustin four times already in this podcast. I was conditioned our whole relationship <laughs> not to call you Dusty. And then, and now that's your new name. Hey, the, I'm like, the lights are on. I'm Dusty. Okay. There you go. Dusty. And you're Candy. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Candy and Candace are the same person. Um, but Dusty is going to read a cake story because I don't think there's anyone else that can read. Oh, cake snap. Stories. I'm yeah, down. It's a cake story. I'm down. All right, let's pull it up and dive into it. Oh, oh, you have it. You have it pasted already. Okay. Yeah. All right. This isn't our first rodeo, Dusty. <clears throat> okay. 
I've uh, got my little wobbly kids table here. So <laughs> yeah, he is at the uh, he is at the kids table for this one. So it's a petty revenge story, called, right? Uh, I ruined my I ruined my stepmom's fiftieth birthday party over cake. Oh no! All right, we're diving in. You ready? Ready, 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 ready. Let's ready. do it. Check. My stepmom was a nasty woman to grow up with. Mean, vindictive, and had an inferiority complex that she used to attack anyone who was doing well, especially those doing better than her. My dad spent my childhood over the road, and mom was in and out of inpatient facilities until she passed, so a lot of my time was spent with her being my only available caregiver guardian. I won't bullshit. I won't bullshit and say I was perfect, but I wasn't bad. Good student, involved in community and school activities, and as soon as I could work, I got a job. My biggest issue was that I often took an attitude with her and her family, all of whom sucked to be near. Those people have been in my life since I was four. I am now in my late 20s, and not one of them were ever supportive or kind. I had aspirations to go to school and be a psychologist, a teacher, a therapist, a veterinarian. Honestly, I think I just liked the structure school offered and wanted to continue with it after graduation. But as soon as I was handed my diploma, my stepmom handed me a notice to vacate the property. Less than a month later, I was gone. To be fair with him, my father did try to intervene and prevent the eviction since it was his home, but she was the main occupant in the house and we were informed by a local cop that she could in fact remove me from the home and press trespassing charges if I ever came back. To this day, I think he was likely full of shit but didn't want to deal with it. So I was 18, homeless, and supposed to start college a few months later, and I had chosen a local school and rejected better scholarships so I could stay home and save money on housing. I found a place with a man that became my best friend, and I did try to attend school, but honestly, it just didn't feel right anymore. Between full-time work just to scrape by and the mental health issues that arose in the aftermath, I couldn't continue and dropped out. My dad was unable to offer much support, and most of my family never cared to intervene since she had convinced the majority of them that I had chosen basically to go no contact with them. She would call and gloat about how hard the real world is, make snide comments about my dying mother, and in the same breath offer sympathy and support if I came back home. But she evicted him. Like literally evicted. I'm confused. At holiday dinners, she would tell everyone I was the first psychologist she'd ever seen working the till at McDonald's, and if I defended myself, I would be chastised for not taking a joke. It was humiliating, and after a few years, I realized I could block her, and she couldn't do shit about it. So I did. My life did turn around. I work as a pastry chef in a bakery I adore and would love to buy someday if the owner would let me when he retires. It's not a life I ever imagined for myself, but it's a good one that I share with my fiance and I wouldn't trade it for anything. In the past two years, I resumed contact with my dad and as a result, his wife again. He's still a doormat and she's still a see you next Tuesday. But she's not picking on a little girl anymore, and I bite back now. I've also managed to contact my mom's family, who had been estranged from her for decades before she died, and met people who could have truly loved me if they had known I existed. Dad's family are kept at an arm's length, but I finally have a family that I can talk about when my friends are discussing holiday plans, and that's all I ever wanted. Doing what I do for a living, I always show off a bit at family gatherings, and I've often made custom cakes for relatives when asked. Boundaries have been established, and after the first cousin who tried pushing them found herself without a cake on her son's birthday, they are respected. Stepmom hates my job. She hates that I'm happy, that I don't care if I'm a bit plump, that I'm engaged and she's not allowed near the wedding. She hates that I'm good at what I do, and try as she might, the only thing she can ever insult is the fondant. Which, fair, I don't care for it either. 
At my dad's birthday party last month, I baked a lovely three-tier red velvet cake for him and provided numerous pastries as well as a cookie buffet. My boss is a godsend for letting me use his industrial kitchen to make it all. Day of, all stepmom could say was my cake tasted like a box mix, and that was it. Two decades of abuse and I was finally done trying. I spent days making everything I provided, all free of charge, and she compared my labor and knowledge to effing Betty Crocker. No shame to anyone who bakes or likes Betty or any other box mix, but it's like comparing fast food to your own home cooking and the fast food being preferred. A total slap in the face to the hours of labor and effort and years spent honing and perfecting recipes. She asked me at the beginning of February to bake her cake for her 50th. No other details other than she didn't want red velvet and it was for 100 people. I agreed. I stocked up on Duncan Hines and canned frosting. Slapped the frosting on top of shitty sheet cakes a day before and didn't bother decorating any of them. Stepmom was livid. I ruined her birthday, embarrassed her in front of her friends and family. How could I be so callous, etc. I just told her she compared my cake at dad's party to Betty Crocker, so she must prefer low effort cakes. I left shortly after she started crying. Apparently, she had planned on Instagramming the party and had planned on my normal quality of care for my desserts. Dad didn't care. He just said it was best if I'm not around her for a bit and we meet up somewhere other than his house. I don't want to be near her again, and I hope her family choked on that dry ass cake. <laughs> Edit, thanks for the awards and amazing support. I'm overwhelmed by the supportive and kind comments you've left. You're all so sweet, and I wish I could hug everyone, especially the people who shared a similar story. My fiance read the post after a while, and we talked about handling dad and bitchy Crocker. <laughs> bitchy Crocker? That's bitchy Crocker. Crocker. Going forward. That's great. And I think I'm going to ask dad about family therapy for the two of us to properly hash things out. Permanent no contact with his wife is in order. Hope you all have a wonderful days, and your cakes are moist and delicious. <laughs> Wow. All right. What do you think? I think her stepmom is a CU. A bitchy crocker. Yeah, a bitchy, a bitchy crocker. crocker. That was fantastic. Yeah. I think her revenge was completely warranted. No. I mean, you don't get to treat somebody that terribly all the time. Right. And then ask them for something and then be upset when they don't. But what really pisses me off is her, her dad not stepping up right. and not putting an end to that shit. Like that, that's just not okay. I don't, I mean, Teenagers are our assholes. There's no question about that. They are just trying to figure life out and are rough around the edges. And but I feel like you don't get to evict them. Yeah. And like literally evicted. Like yeah. it wasn't just like a get out of my house. It was like a you actually have to leave. And then dad is kind of not a great person either because he should be proud of the way she turned her life around right. and made something of herself and has a fiance and has a career that she likes and is really good at something. And then instead, you still just kind of like, ah, no, you, you're you're still part of the problem. I'm I'm glad that she didn't give up, that she turned her life around, that she found something that she's good at. Um, even though having no one in her life that that helped her at all, like she did this all by herself, and that's something that she should celebrate. And good for OP on this for even saying that she would make like even going around her and like even being in the same room as right? her. Right, I like, don't think I could go back. I would never even eat, and granted the the she did it because she was going to do, you know, take out revenge on her, but still, I Yeah, there's yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to go back to a house from someone that told me that they didn't want me there. Yeah. And that even what really she did hard. for the 
even what she did for dad when she made a big giant ass cake and all these cookies and all these treats and did it after he still didn't have your back no matter like still didn't have your back and you still said you were the bigger person and went and did that and yeah it's a yeah that's a shitty situation but i think she uh i think she won this deal for sure so you talked you talked a little bit about um dad not stepping up and that's something that i see i think we see a lot of in a lot of stories is that one parent and it's dad more often than it's not is what they perceive to be stuck with an action because he's married to bitchy Crocker yeah. and has to deal with her on the daily. So it's a proximity effect where he's choosing his own safety and just not to deal with the problems rather than stand up to her, which is obviously not the right choice. But right. I think that explains a lot more of his inaction of his doing nothing and the whole being able to evict his child when he owned the house is, is bullshit. It is bullshit. Yeah. He was just giving the stepmom what she wanted. Right. Yep. And the daughter has to know that, but I still feel like she needs, you know, that validation from a parent and, and that's a normal, that's normal for a child, but she needed that. And I kind of feel like that's maybe why she went above and beyond for his birthday and did all of that. Um, it just sucks that her dad couldn't step up. And be that, be that, be her parent her entire life. He just let the stepmom handle it and let her, let that mom treat her like shit. Would you have gone no contact with dad in this case yes. too? Oh yeah, for I sure. I mean, you didn't, you did not have my back. You weren't a parent to me. All, all she's finding there is pain repeatedly. And this is one of those instances where we see people go no contact and focus on the family or the tribe they've built, right? Right. The people that do love and support them and that they don't feel pain every time they engage with them. And was that's it? she, he's the hot stove for her, but she can't stop touching it. Right. And even I the that. therapy part, it's like, gosh, you're going to find more pain there. Like why, why would you, she must just want it or need it real bad. That's, that's what I was going to say. You can say, we have a lot of people that tell OPs to go no contact with family, but I think at the end of the day, that might be a lot harder than we realize yeah. to just give up your parents and just say, yeah, no, I'm not going to see you anymore. You have to, you have to be, you have to get to that point. And I don't think OP is to that point yet. Yeah. And was it, did she say it was her mom's side of the family that she ended up finding people yeah. who actually care, you know? Yeah. She right. said they didn't know she existed. <clears throat> I mean, dad dropped the ball at every opportunity in this, like, cause OP has tried so many times to make it work and dad had the opportunity to step up and be a dad and be that person in her life and still just you know cowered right. behind bitchy crocker the entire time <laughs> that's, like, yeah that's true he did cower behind her and she called him a doormat so she recognizes that wait uh bitchy crocker called him a doormat no the daughter oh the op called him oh. called her dad a doormat well i'm sure bitchy crocker probably does too she probably knows that she yeah. runs she probably knows that she runs things yeah Ugh, that's such a. But good for you, OP. Way to go! Congratulations yeah. on your bitchy Crocker cake. That is that is wonderful revenge. I'm yes. I'm, I'm yes, it, it is is wonderful petty revenge. Um, is this the only time that cake can be weaponized? <laughs> I was going to say this yeah. is weaponizing cake. It is weaponizing cake, but it's weaponizing cake um, in self defense. It's, it, this is this is like a castle doctrine cake, basically. <laughs> it is a, it is a a warranted uh, reciprocation of force, and it is not even 
she could have gone much, much further with oh, it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she could have she could have cake razor have, blades in this that cake, cake and still have been, been okay. Full of laxatives in that deal. And we could have had her. It could have been a really shitty birthday party. Yeah. Like, it could have. Like, she. Like, I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, she could have gone away worse than that. I mean, the fact that she even made you a cake and it was edible. That that's right. I mean, I right. wouldn't be bitching if I was her. Oh, you didn't get to Instagram it and post it yeah. like sorry get over it with the laxatives she would have turned her into a uh, bitchy crapper <laughs> and that would have been great that would have been great uh, bitchy crapper, bitchy crapper. <laughs> yeah that story was also like you said really really well written mm-hmm. yeah Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, and the next story is more petty revenge, right? Yes. And we got three petty revenge stories there's here. A, there's a theme here. Oh, yeah. The people like the petty. You like the petty revenge? Was that the sound of a cell door? No, I knew it. I knew that he was going to find a way to work in this school. <laughs> Madagascar. He is I, obsessed with Madagascar 3 right now. He's like, forcing it on Navy Thunder so hard. Not and forcing. I can't, I can't get on board with it. I don't know. I think it's because I haven't been able to sit down and like watch all of the movies. Oh, They're yeah, funny. you have to. And I love all of the the actors that are that are in it, but I just haven't been able to like watch them from start to finish, so I don't know what's going on. And mm-hmm. okay, well, I would say if you're gonna watch, like Madagascar three is the best I think out yeah, of all of them. Agreed. It is the funniest out of it, and the scene he's referencing gonna, is very funny. But it's just stuck in my head now because he's done it all week long. It's stuck gonna, in his head to the point where stuck, he played like the YouTube clip. I of played just the clip that of it scene. yesterday. I and didn't I know was, if you guys were gonna break out into song. <laughs> And podcast ban for trademark infringement. There we go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Is that the sound of my HP? A print, a print? <laughs> We actually have an HP printer, so I'm pretty sure that line is going to be used. Uh, it, was it has been used. <laughs> it has it's going to be overused by the end of 2023. We used yeah. it in the live yesterday. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. All right, we're going to jump into the next story here. The second story on the Thunder and Spark podcast, and this one is titled, Ice Cream Truck Got on My Last Nerve. <laughs> I moved in with my mom for a year. Summer came, and an ice cream truck started coming through my neighborhood twice a day. The driver decided that the best place to stop was right in front of my mom's house. The song his truck played was Music Box Dancer, and he kept it playing for the whole time he was there, which ranged from 20 to 30 minutes. It was maddening. I asked him if he could shut it off after 10 minutes, since by then all the kids knew he was there. He told me to go F myself. What a nice, what a nice ice cream man serving He's ice like, cream to children. Go F like, yourself. <laughs> Here's a bomb pop. Go, go F yourself with it. Uh, whoa. I, okay. wor- I worked the second shift, so I was home during the day. My boss had a buddy who drove the delivery truck for a company that sold exactly the kind of stuff you would buy from an ice cream truck. He was more than happy to sell me whatever I wanted at wholesale cost and gave some of it to me for free. My mom had a chest freezer conveniently located in the mudroom on the side of her house. I talked to some of the neighbors about what the guy had said, 
and how I planned to get my petty revenge. When they heard that he had dropped the F-bomb in front of little kids, they were all on my side. Oh, it was in front of yeah, kids. Yeah, I would be livid. Oh, I thought it was just when the guy was just like yeah, walked up to him and said, hey, him. man, stop playing the music. Not when, you know, Timmy's up there trying to get an ice cream cone. Yeah, I would like, be angry. Yeah. Oh. The only thing that could make it any worse is if he got on the megaphone that the, uh, the music was coming from. And he's like, go F yourself. <laughs> They already didn't like him because he was gruff, unfriendly, just generally ill-suited for a job that involved talking to people, especially children. Word got around, and whenever the truck showed up, the kids would all go right past him and lined up at the side of my mom's house. (laughs) My mother was 100% on board. She was next-level petty and was delighted to help out. I'd take orders, and (laughs) and she would pull the stuff from the freezer. One of the neighbors had warned me that she had been threatened with fines for selling homemade ice pops without the appropriate permit the previous summer. So I just gave that shit away for free. (laughs) Some of the parents would give their kids money to tip me, though. I still lost money, but no more than three or four bucks a day. The second day I was doing it, the driver confronted me and asked what the F I thought I was doing. I said, I tried talking to you like a grown up and you acted like a child. This is what you get. Now get off my property. He made some threats of physical violence and my mom called the cops. He was gone by the time they showed up, but they took statements from me, my mom, the dad from next door and a couple of the kids who were waiting for their ice cream when he made the threat. He didn't own the truck and a bunch of parents called the outfit he worked for to complain about him swearing and threatening violence in front of their kids. We didn't see the truck for about a week and a half. And when it started coming around again, there was a different person running it. The jerkwad was charged with making terrorist threats. The dad from next door and I got subpoenas and testified against him. He was able to plead it down to harassment, but he had priors, so he still got a fine and six months probation. The new driver was an older guy. He loved kids, and the kids loved him. I shut down my operation and gave the rest of my stock away when the neighborhood had a block party the weekend before school started. Oh, hell yeah. That was awesome. That is fantastic. fantastic. I know. I love the the lightheartedness of the petty revenge stories sometimes. They're they're fun to read. Like... (laughs) Okay, that guy, what, the ice cream truck driver, can you just see the headline, ice cream truck driver charged with terrorism? Making terrorist So I was like, did he make the terrorist threat then, or was that something else, like, in addition to what he pulled at this guy's house? It was the second time, whenever he was, whenever OP here was actually, like, giving away the stuff and diverting the kids away from him when he came over and made threats of, of physical violence. Oh, gotcha. Okay. He got a fine and six like, months probation. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, uh, that's hardcore. Petty I mean, revenge. good for good for OP. I understand that there's some jobs out there that you may not want in your life. But like if you're that kind of a person, do you really think driving an ice cream right? truck is for you when you have to deal with children and parents and all of that? When your first response is to like, ah, go f- like do a, what are you doing? I feel like there should be some kind of requirement to drive around neighborhoods like actively pulling kids to your vehicle to buy ice cream <laughs> like why do i picture the, why do i picture the driver of this ice cream truck like the two robbers from home alone like why right. do i picture that that's what they look yeah. like he looks like gary uh, and marv yeah <laughs> like why do i picture that's what he looks like uh, he's he's part of the frozen bandits uh, instead well, of the yeah. wet bandits yeah yeah so, so so two things i think um you know, if he continues down this path, he's going to be selling prison pops here soon. Uh, but also a scary thought here is there are a limited number of jobs that actually hire felons and ice cream truck drivers might be one of those no. common no. jobs. We why would, to, ice, cream, why would ice cream truck drivers hire felons? I, 
I don't know, but I feel like that is the one job you should not have. I agree. That's selling. the one job you should not have, but I feel like it might be one of the jobs that that allows it. Also, are you, are you basing this off of personal experience? Yes. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, yeah. Also, can we just talk about the fact that, the whole premise behind ice cream trucks. What do your parents teach you? Like, don't take candy from strangers. And a guy driving around in a van is selling ice cream up and down the neighborhood when the kids are outside. He sees kids outside and he's like, hey, kids, you want some ice cream? Yeah. 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 Like, okay. Okay. I agree. However, I do think applying the ice cream truck logic to a truck that uh, is mobile and sells uh, like beer and edibles <laughs> would be a fantastic idea. And I here's agree. the pitch. That's an adult truck. Here's the pitch. <laughs> it prevents people from going to get more after they've already consumed, right? So this actually reduces drunk driving. It reduces the the need for the the impulse for people to get in the vehicle because it's coming to them. And yeah, it could be delivery. It could be like order on the app and it delivers straight to you, but it's a freaking ice cream truck. It okay, like pulls up it, with the song and everything. That's what I was gonna say. When it pulled up, with like what song would be playing oh, from I don't this know. ice cream truck? That's that's we we may need some comment <laughs> help with that one. Obviously, got to be something from Snoop Dogg or something. That's yeah, like, yeah. Like, little Willie Nelson playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I heard that because I got high. Some kind of version, <laughs> uh, like changing the that Ying Yang Twins song to like something to do with the truck, like instead of from the window to the wall, it's like. <laughs> From the truck. <laughs> but then, but here's the thing. After that truck goes through, about an hour later, the ice cream truck needs to go through right. because you've got the munchies and you're ready to buy some ice cream. So I think the truck that delivers the beer and the edibles also needs snacks. It's got to be an all-in-one. Oh, oh yeah. They would yeah. totally sell. Yeah. It's a brilliant business idea that uh, I don't have any plans to actually deploy. So somebody out there who has the ability to do it, do it. Also, I can just see... I. <laughs> I mean, props to mom in this story, too, for helping out and just doing it. Like, I could just see yes. him just sitting there like, oh, okay, let me get you another one. Here, what do we need? Like, I love how he called his mom as a ne like next level petty. Yeah, yeah. She like, was she's all, all about it. Yeah. She awesome. freaking loves it. Also, uh, I feel like they should change up the menu on ice cream trucks because it's been the same. Okay. For are, like are they still really a years. thing? I've like never, I've they never do. lived in like a neighborhood. Like they I've always lived out of town. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I've lived. Yeah. yeah. But like, I don't. I didn't know if they were still a thing or not. Yeah. I'm like, don't lie. I saw you at that ice yes, cream truck okay. when you used to live over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tony Spark, uh, funny backstory, used to True. live like two doors down from us uh, whenever we first moved into this neighborhood. And then uh, he moved to a different town, a nearby town. Um, and this was all way before he started working here. So then started working here and it was just like lives. It's kind of like how it worked with, with you and I, where it's like, our lives connected at some point, but mm -hmm. then they went separate ways. And 10 years later we reconnected and that's when we started dating. It's like, right. We were nearby, but didn't have and anything we had, to like, do with each other. Interactions a couple of different times and candy claims falsely, <laughs> falsely that whenever she would be driving around the neighborhood and if I'd be out walking around, she would be like, I would wave at you and you would never wave at me. And I was like, that is not accurate no, because <laughs> listen, <laughs> I said, you didn't wave at me. And you're like, did you wave at me? And I was like, well, no. Okay. <laughs> so not. see, like, and then if I would, here's, here's the interaction that would have happened. I would have waved at you and you'd have been like, I, I don't know what to do. Should I wave at this person? I, I don't know this person. <laughs> you just keep your head down. Oh no, he looked at me. Like that's how that would have probably gone. Yeah. That's what would have happened. My introvert <laughs> brain was like, don't, don't make eye contact. <laughs> don't, you might have to have a conversation. Which I'm pretty sure is not true. I'm pretty sure I waved. I think you waved at me one time. Yeah. Yeah. We would see Tony Spark walking around the neighborhood with his earbuds in, um, 
a lot. So he was out walking for exercise. But I'm pretty sure the the kind of wave that we saw when you were doing was that probably was probably just this. like a yeah. Yep. Oh, well, what kind of wave am I supposed to do? Be like a hi. <laughs> elbow, elbow, wrist. Like, what wrist, is this? Uh, you know, like, we're just hi. How are you? Like, no, you're just like, oh, hi. How you doing? Like, what, I mean, what are we expecting here? What about whenever you're driving and you think you see somebody you know and you like oh, wave that's... aggressively because you're like, I love this person, and then they get yeah. close and you're like, that's not yeah. that person. Yeah, I've got a buddy who there's this guy that they have the exact same car. And so I aggressively wave at this car and half the time it's this other guy who looks nothing. This guy just like stares at me. He's like, this guy's stalking me. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. No, that's always awkward. Pretty oh, sure. You know, it's, it's funny that at least candy thunder and I are way more socially awkward than you would ever imagine. Tony spark on the other hand is a social effing butterfly. Like he's so, he makes friends wherever he goes. Especially, he's like a hummingbird. Like, you drop a little bit of liquor on his beak, and he just, like, <laughs> floats. See, there he goes. There he goes. Just, uh, like, Tony Sparks Tony is Spark damn is, drunk he's over here. Not a, he's, he's not a drunk. Not a drunk. <laughs> he's not a drunk. But, uh, but you, you get to partake in the party side of life much more than we do. Uh, so we, we party vicariously through you. Yeah. But I think it's funny that Dustin also claims that he's not, like, he's... He, I would say he is an introvert a little bit, but he also is very good when he, he can turn yes. it on and go yes. like he, whether it's in front of the camera, whether it's at an event, like he can not want to talk to people, but then he goes to that and it's like flips a switch. But I have to and flip Candace the switch. Is, that's, that's the difference. Yeah, I don't have a, fl- I don't have a <laughs> she switch. She doesn't have a switch. I'm just awkward. I'm so awkward. <laughs> I stutter and like, she's she's the type that she'll have an interaction with somebody and say something and then she'll sit there and go what did I say that what did I say that for <laughs> yeah. did I what wait did that did that come out of my mouth did there's like that? this one thing that happened and I still I have nightmares about the fact that I said this and I'm like oh my gosh I wish I could go back in time do you want to tell him no <laughs> no. <laughs> no I do not want to say what I said uh, meanwhile I don't think I've ever met a stranger so no you haven't which is which is great that. for yeah. for your gig here at, at Stormcloud Marketing, and also you know for what you do in this. Uh, one quick note on on the uh, the ice cream truck before we move on to the next story that we have here. Um, if one of you out there decides to take that venture under your wing and yeah. actually make it happen, reach out to me, and I will I will record audio for it that you can play through the speakers. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll come up with something good, and I, I will gift that to you because also, I, I, think I want the, this to I happen. I think the branding for a truck like that would be really good. Cool. Oh, would be yeah, amazing. it would. Yeah, just give us a call. We'll uh, we'll see what we can do because that sounds like a fantastic. And we're speaking only to the states where. Um, yeah, only to the states where it's legal. Where it's legal. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We don't recommend that you start this in a state that is not legal. Correct. You, do you want to do this? <laughs> you take on a third business? No. 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 Somebody we don't have time for it. We don't. Somebody asked me today if I wanted a puppy for free, which is like asking me if I want a Belvita bar or a Cosmic Brownie. Well, Jesse's not here either. So, Jesse, you ought to ask Jesse if she wants it. I know. Me. I want it so Candy bad. Thunder sends me a different puppy that she yeah. finds on Facebook every damn day. And every damn day, I'm like, no. <laughs> but now I've just started saying things like, cute pup. <laughs> And well, not, somebody, and not responding. She's not saying either way. But you're also not saying no. Cute pup looks like it's wearing a tuxedo t-shirt. That's it. That's all I'm gonna say. So you're just placating me, yeah, basically. Pretty much. Pretty much. So someone got a doodle, which we have a, a golden doodle, and they it's too much work for them, and so they're going to give it away for free. It's 15 weeks, and it's it breaks my heart because I mean doodles are hard work. So if you're thinking about it, just know that they have a very ornery phase that they go through like and it four never to like ends. Months. 
Except no, they get very, bigger. They're very needy dogs. They're I very mean, needy dogs. But yeah. Luna also like is a toddler brain mm-hmm. in a horse yeah. body. <laughs> and so she has no concept of space or her. Like she's, um, but it just breaks my heart that people don't understand that about doodles and not like they're so cute and they look like teddy bears, but they're also a lot of work. Yeah. They so are. Don't, don't just get a dog because it's cute. Uh, you know what? Every time you start sending me dog pics now, I'm just going to be like, let's do it. Okay. For every one, I'm going to say, oh, let's no. do it. And then let you think about it and be like, no, oh, we can't. That would no, not, I wouldn't. I couldn't. Well. <laughs> Luna would just, when we brought Navy home, Luna was like, what are we doing here? Like, and now she's like, but if Navy's getting attention, I need attention. Luna's like, have I been demoted? Yeah. What's, are you getting, if we brought another dog? They home, are very needy dogs though. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Good gravy. You are, you're around Doodles and you're yeah. around Luna. You know how much attention she yeah. requires. The uh, Doodle at our house all of a sudden this week has decided she loves me this week. She's slept. Oh, like, you're her person. Yeah. Like she's just, she's been in bed every night. She just loves it. And then she wakes me up in the morning and says, let me out. Like that's, she's like, I'm going back. I'm oh, going back. I love to cuddle with Luna. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. She loves to like they love to be pet like and rubbed and oh rubbed. when you start scratching like yes. she doesn't let you stop she looks at you and like ah, ah. no she nudges your arms like yes. you can't stop doing Luna if you have if you have some kind of doodle um I've seen this like in almost all of them but do they do the nudge like where if you stop petting yeah. they automatically nudge your hand and they're like keep going no don't stop I don't know if it's necessarily a doodle thing I think it's, it's a dogs. lot of dogs just a like, there's a lot thing. of dogs that do the nudge or the paw the like paw, paw you're like, she never uses hey, the paw well stop. sometimes hey I'm, I'm, I'm I'm still here. Yeah. You're not done yet. You're not done yet. Have you seen, I'm sure she's done it to you where your hand is like on your mouse on your desk and she comes she up lifts and like, lifts it up. She's yeah. like, mm. like, that hand goes here. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. put it on here. Uh, Luna, whenever I work night shifts and I'm, I'm up later, I will come to bed and sometimes she is in my spot in the bed. Invited. She's like an entire human size. And here's the part that pisses me off. She's fluffy. Here's the part that pisses me off. <laughs> She'll get down. She's really good about, you know, I'll say like Junie bear time to hop down and she'll hop down begrudgingly, but she does it. But then I crawl into bed and it's warm. (laughs) I want my cool sheets and my cool pillow. And now my side of the bed is effing warm. And I'm like, no, this is not what I wanted. Yeah. She uses pillows like a person. She does. She uses my pillow. And sometimes it'll either be her head on the pillow or she puts her butthole like smack on my <laughs> pillow. I'm like, come on, man. Come on. Uh, but Gracie, um, Candy Thunder's uh, older dog that she had whenever we first got together. Um, she, I Gracie. Yes. Uh, she, <laughs> she would take my spot in the bed. And then whenever I tried to come oh, get into bed, she would fight me for the spot. <laughs> yes. She's like, this is my spot. She would fight me. And for the longest time, every damn night, I had to fight <laughs> to get into bed. And she was like the tiniest little silky. But yeah, she was but like she six would, pounds. She wouldn't. She would stand up to me every damn time. She'd be like, "I don't care who you are." She's like, <laughs> "It was like, ugly." I, I, I belong there. Uh, you, you're tiny. Find a different spot. So she started. I don't even remember when it happened, but like uh, losing her eyesight, and we. I thought that was the reason. And he's like, "That's not the reason. Mm-hmm. It's just me." It's yeah, just yeah. It well, that and she's possessive of her bed space, and dogs are possessive of weird things. She like was all of her with his toys, or it's just. She was the alpha of the group. Yeah. Until, until she kind of until she got sick. She was bitchy Crocker. She yeah. She totally <laughs> bitchy was bitchy Crocker. Crocker, but she wasn't mean. She never abandoned. Anyone. No, 
she wasn't mean. She just got really confused. Yes, uh, at the and, end. Yeah, yeah, at the end, she got really confused, and uh, she lost her alpha status at the end. She did. She hated me till the day she died. Uh, <laughs> he said that last. She did. She's like, You'll never be my dad. She did. She held on to it until the day she finally <laughs> let go. It's like with her last breath, she was like, "F you." <laughs> okay, we'll dive into the next story here. I'm sorry to bring Grace. Dog up. tangent. Yep, big dog yeah. tangent. Okay, this is another petty revenge, and this one is when the petty backfires, so you are the one with the revenge. Years ago, I worked for a large manufacturing company in my hometown. If you have food, cleaning products, or paper products in your home, I was, it was probably made by this company. I was also pregnant. Most of the people I worked with were awesome. There were a couple of ladies who really took me in because this was my first child, and I was 20 and hopelessly overwhelmed. But on the other hand, there were these six ladies who had it out for me. Not sure why. Don't know if it was jealousy or the fact that their uteruses had dried up years ago and spewed <laughs> dust. Regardless of the reason, these queen bees hated that I got a cushy job just because I was pregnant. I didn't have a cushy job because I was pregnant. I got it because I excelled at the job, so the higher-ups gave me some extra responsibilities doing reports, which took me off the line and into a chair a few hours a day. A little background, there are three buildings on top of a hill. Each building is side by side, but their parking lots descend down the hill. Each building had its own designated parking areas. The parking lot for A building was right on ground level and mostly execs worked there. Lot B was a little lower down the hill, and this is where a lot of the chemists and labs doing research were housed. I had worked in the B building several times before on other projects. Building C was where most of the manufacturing happened and so needed more space than the other buildings. That is also why it was all the way down at the bottom of the hill and you had to walk up almost 200 stair steps to get to the building. I counted them once and I think it was 196 or 198 steps. The parking lot was affectionately called the pit because it was so steep. When I was about seven months pregnant, I found the pit was becoming exceedingly difficult to manage with carrying the extra baby weight, so I asked my supervisor if I could start parking in building B's lot. He had no problem with it, so I started parking there. Another month later, the sweet ladies I worked with threw me a baby shower on our lunch break. They hooked me up with everything that I could possibly need since I was working full-time and going to school. I couldn't afford a lot of the things. I mean, they bought me big-ticket items like a crib, playpen, changing table, etc. I was in awe. Yes. I had a crib at eight months, but it was used and old and probably under recall. They didn't trust it, so they bought me a new one. The supervisor bought me a bunch of diapers from the company store where he got a huge discount. See, told you they make everything. At the end of the day, everyone helped carry the items down to my station wagon. This is when the six queen bees saw that I was parking in lot B instead of down in the pit like everyone else. They started yelling at me about how I thought I was better than everyone else parking wherever I chose that I better watch out because they were going to see to it that I got in trouble for breaking the rules, maybe even fired if they had their way. The other ladies told them to back off and shut up. God, I loved those ladies. They really did take care of me and taught me so much. I found out the next day that the queen bees did indeed take their case to the security office. Security called me in. I explained the supervisor told me I could park in lot B. Security explained that he, supervisor, did not have the authority to do so, that there were channels for exceptions and he didn't follow them that I would have to start parking down in the pit like everyone else. I was in tears when I returned to the floor. Queen bees were gloating. The other ladies asked what was wrong. I told them. They were much smarter than my 20-year-old self. They told my supervisor what happened. He marched right down to the security office, 
Evidently, he simply had to apply for a medical exemption on my behalf. By the end of the day, not only did I have a special placard for my car, but turns out I got to park up in Building A's parking lot at the top of the hill right next to our building because for medical exemptions, this is the one with handicapped accessible ramps. The next day, I made sure the Queen Bees saw me in my new parking space. By that, I mean I waited for them to arrive, and when I saw each of them walking up into the building, I laid on the horn and waved at each and every one of them with a huge grin. Those harpies. <laughs> wow. Good job. Very yeah. nice. Very that was nice. Amazing. You know, the, the best part of this is that the petty revenge wasn't even executed by OP. It was executed by by those few ladies that I really know. looked out for her. I love that those ladies took her under their wing and looked out for them. That's amazing. <clears throat> yeah. But why, why are, yeah, seriously, that's terrible. Because you know what's going to happen? As soon as they have to have a knee replacement or hip replacement or whatever oh, they yeah. want, they're going to be bitching and moaning, and they're going to be like, I need to park right up there. Yep. Yeah, that's... I imagine this parking lot, like the pit being like um, where we went to school or, uh, or college. Yeah. Like, like walking up to the, oh, yeah. the parking, business building. Parking is always way further down. And I was pregnant with Ava. Oh. I had to walk up those steps every day, and it was... A form of torture. So I sympathize with this woman for having to do that. And so you it was, waddled up one step at a time. Then. Well, and you can't breathe at the end of your pregnancy. Like it just gets really, you know, it gets <laughs> like, like you. Okay, wait a minute. I don't know. <laughs> well, I tried to, whenever you first started. Let, me, let me give this, let me, wait, wait a second. Second. before that gets out of hand, <laughs> let me, when I first started here, Candy was very eight pregnant. months. It was April, so eight months pregnant. Yeah, yeah, about to pop. Very pregnant, and so when we're going through the training stuff every day, like I would work with somebody different in the agency every day, you know, learning what I was going to do to help them. And it came time to work with Candy, and she wheeled over to my desk, and she would start. Talk, she'd like be reading through this thing and like going over it, and then she'd be like, "And then you're going to put the orders in here, and then this you're going to put." It. She goes, I'm sorry, I'm very pregnant and I'm out of breath. <laughs> She's like, I'm out of breath all the time. <laughs> it happened like 20 times while I was trying to talk to you for she like 30 like, minutes. I'm out of breath. <laughs> Where are you talking to you? Just start whispering. Yeah. I can't have lengthy conversations. <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't help that there's a baby pressed against your lungs too. Yeah, I don't right? know if it's if it's the room, like with the, like making your lungs not expand as much, or if it's something like with your hormones. I'm not sure, but it both. Yeah, probably. it was it was torture. <laughs> yeah, and so imagine that. And eight months I in can't and having to hike up 200 <laughs> stairs every day. You've got the queen bees and they're just being an asshole to you just to be an asshole because if I they can, can't have it, can nobody you just can see have her, it. Can you just see her struggling to go up those stairs and each one of those queen bees just like passing her just like on your left yes. and just like even I'd be like, oh, what's the problem? Too many stairs that. for you? Like, or hitting back down. How, <laughs> no. how many times have the queen bees been like, just push her? Like it just said something stupid, you know, yeah. just to take out some kind of petty revenge there. But here's the, here's the really <laughs> shitty part for me is that if all of the characters in this story were dudes, this never would have happened because right. it's, they, they don't do this kind of shitty stuff. They don't care. Be like, oh, oh, she parked over there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right. Like that's how that goes. But I, or, the, you know, they might've grumbled about it, but I don't think they would have ever gone to the level of actually like, Bitching to supervisors about, about it, of it yeah. or about it and and being openly shitty about it. Oh, you know what these ladies remind me of? It's like six of those ladies from the TikTok story that we did on the last podcast with you and I, where the she was like guilting her sister to stop trying or her sister-in-law to stop oh, trying everything yeah. she learned on oh, TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is that lady. Yeah. This is six of those ladies. Dang. 
Yeah, so this they put I'm sure they put OP through hell. Yeah, they have and a just club. treated her like shit because Well, I'm sure that they had probably worked there for a long time and thought they had the Oh, the young girl gets with, all the, the yeah, young I'm not very good with sayings. <laughs> so I was like the I really run just of, want to try, the run of the ranch. That's what I was gonna say. That's what I think okay. that's a saying. <laughs> Candy Thunder's <laughs> run even, of the ranch. Even before COVID, like scrambled words up, <laughs> Candy Thunder would would always attempt these these uh, very American <laughs> sayings, um, but half butcher them to to the point where we just said that English was her second language because it, uh, it it's like like my my old Russian buddy like trying to trying to reciprocate American sayings that he has heard. But now she's conscious of because even she'll say one of those things and even when she gets it right she'll be like that's a that's a saying right like that's that's that's, <laughs> that's right. a real that thing that's a real thing right that's, that's, that's how, how you say goes. that is run of the ranch a real thing. I think it's run of the mill. There it is. <laughs> yeah, but that means something different. Run of the mill is like normal. Normal. What were you You're trying to thinking, say? I don't know. <laughs> King of the Ranch? King of the no, Hill? It was King Run of the Something. Um, Maybe Run know. of the Ranch is a thing. No. I, I just I made it a thing. Run of the Ranch is a thing. But we'll just, we'll go with that. <laughs> we'll go. We'll, we'll go with it. They <laughs> thought they were running the place. That's what yeah. I was trying to say. Running the show? Running the, running show. the show. Maybe that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying running to Running the ranch. Where did this come from? I don't know. Uh, you got to run, run in the ranch dressing. <laughs> Speaking of ranch dressing, Tony found that they make ranch flavored ice cream. Oof, I did. Hidden Valley ranch flavored ice cream. Ranch flavored ice cream. So Didn't I don't buy. know. Listen, I bought Didn't it. Buy. But it was one of those things, and, you know, the the people who created this, they got what they wanted because somebody bought it. I still wow bought factor. it. I'm never going to eat it. No, I think that on the next Thunder and Spark podcast that you and Dustin should probably eat the ice cream. I'm exempt because I have a weird taste and smell. I can't really give an accurate representation. But it could be the the reaction that you could have to it would be true. it'd be the worst thing you've ever tasted. That, or or would be funnier is if you love it. If it has right? it just because things that don't normally taste good taste good to her. And so if you took if you had ranch, you're like, I love this. The next thing you know, you put it stock on everything instead ranch. of <laughs> you stock up on ranch ice cream. She's like, what are you having? I'm having some cake and some ranch ice cream. You're like, what? It's a carrot cake. It's fine. <laughs> Potato <laughs> cake. Yeah. Oh my god, maybe carrot cake. Maybe maybe that's what it's supposed to go with. No. <laughs> <laughs> we could use that ranch ice cream as one of the uh one of the the gift achievement celebration things on the next slide. Oh. I like it. I hate to do that to myself, but it could be a thing. No, I think. Or, hey, if you guys help us get to this goal, Tony Spark will come over no, and no, eat this no, 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 ice no, cream no. on air. No, no. I don't think that's how that's going <laughs> to okay, work. You fixed it. Um, okay, so uh, we've now reached the end of the, the Reddit story portion of the first Thunder and Spark podcast. Uh, the rest of the things that, that they have to talk about are, are not Reddit story related. There are some newsworthy stories and potentially some T Swift talk no, going I, on. Here. I think it's I think it's more than potentially. Oh, okay. I think that's a key factor in this podcast. <laughs> well, we'll note the time. So if you're not a Taylor Swift fan, you can. Yeah, there will. Turn yeah, us off. there will be chapter chapter markers throughout the video portion of this and the audio portion of this. So uh, like we do for all the other podcasts that we end up pushing that way, you'll have those chapter markers so you can skip around. Uh, but this will be the end of of the normal story portion of this, and for the rest of it. Um, it will probably be Candy Thunder and Tony Spark without me sitting here. So I'll just no. be the behind the scenes guy helping out. And if they need to pull me in, they'll pull me in. But um, but the rest of their show here is going to be very much their show. So good luck, guys. 
Thank guys. you guys for hanging out with us for uh, for part one here. She asked me at the beginning of February. She asked me at the beginning of. <laughs> what was that? <clears throat> He's leaving. Beginning of February. Being y'all's fluffer is a voluntary position. Remember. <laughs> Dad didn't care. He just said it was best if I'm not around her for a bit. A bit. <laughs> I'm not a runner for bet. 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 Hey, hold on one second, guys. I have something in my eye and I can't see. So I have to go get it out. Do it. It's in this side. I and see I just, it. I see it. Okay, I just keep blinking and like looking up at the camera. She's got an entire story. She's, she's like, crying. Yeah. <laughs> she's crying. No, next thing you know, we get a message because she's been Morse coding, blinking the entire time. Everybody's like, blink if you need help. And she, she just keeps blinking. She just keeps blinking. Blink, blink. What's wrong with Candy? She's clearly needing help. <laughs> blink, blink if you need help. <clears throat> you know what? Trying to read a story on camera with the two of you heckling me every time I f*** up. I know, but that's what makes it great, though. Love it. Love every bit of it. Hey, you encouraged this, so this is <laughs> this is your fault. I didn't know I was going to be here. Did you guys say I was blinking and like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, like people are gonna be like, blink if you need help, Candy, <laughs> and you keep blinking the whole first. <laughs> he also said that it's difficult to read a story with us heckling over here. Yeah, the two of you. I'm used to one person heckling me, but the two of you hanging up on me while I'm screwing up a story is great fun. So when you yeah. said February, <laughs> whatever, I don't even think he said that. It was just a, just a <laughs> whenever he said that is when I got something in my eye. So I feel like it was like instant karma <laughs> for laughing at you. <laughs> Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content. And if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.